Rachel Levin, author of The Donut Diaries, is a professional speaker, body love educator, certified health coach, and certified personal trainer. Her mission is to create a safe space for all women to feel whole in their own bodies. And I am so excited that Rachel is here with us today. She was excited when I was like wanting to say I wanted to name this entire episode for the love of donuts. <laughs> Very excited. <laughs> so please share with the audience. Why did you write that book? Well, first, let me say hi, Jenny, and thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. I wrote my book because I knew I had a message. I knew that I had felt alone most of my life, and I know that a lot of women feel alone. And so I wanted to write my book to share my story so women knew that they were not alone. Oh, I love that. Because oftentimes we don't talk about that, right, Rachel, that we really Mm. do feel alone and we put on this facade that we don't feel alone. Yes, absolutely. And feeling, and I know you and I are going to get into it, but feeling like only you think this way or feel this way or putting yourself out in the world this way, it's very lonely. And I think the more that we talk about it, the more women start to really come together with a solution I think that we can really heal. Oh, I love that. Because really healing, it, you, we need to heal in community. We really can't heal in isolation, right, Rachel? No. And again, I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead, but I feel Go like ahead. collectively as women, we were born with shame and hating our body and feeling that we're not good enough and it's just learned behavior and we can unlearn it and that's the beauty of this so I'm so happy to talk to you today so let's speak on that let's talk about how how do we accept our bodies today and every day Rachel I think it's so important to just accept right from the the beginning of it you know somebody told you something or you were brought up with constant barrage of somebody focusing on your body or someone in your life was always focused on their body so it's ingrained it's learned behavior and now it's your story and it doesn't have to be and i think that so many of us don't even understand that maybe maybe unconsciously we get it we're all different but when it comes to comparing ourselves to each other i don't think we quite understand we really are different not just the color of our skin or our or our ethnicity but our bone structures how we you know were born our size our height this way and that way it's so different and the sooner we embrace our natural shape Then we can start the healing of our relationship with food because every single thing that a woman has been taught about food is an outright lie. And secondly, how to move our bodies. You don't have to do what I do. You can do what makes your body feel its best. And the more we embrace that, ladies, I think that this struggle and this war within ourselves we really can't heal from it. I, I feel like I want to say I promise, but I know you shouldn't say that. But I feel like I can say I promise. <laughs> I, I, that's great. 
we're in this age where everybody's so afraid of standing by what they promise, right? Oh, well, you know, it's individual. And yet at the same time, that's the core of your message. What are some of these lies that we believe that are really not applicable to each individual? I think the number one is, and it's so, it's so simple. It's like, the diet industry will always have a new diet. Like tomorrow, I guarantee, I just, I saw a commercial for a new diet yesterday on TV that there's literally an app now that will pay you to lose weight. So, okay. And then on the other hand, there's a new flavor of Oreos coming out for Christmas. So what's going on here? Where's the disconnect, right? So I think it's so important to understand that we have the choice and the power to lead our own path when it comes to this. And the sooner we accept that we are all different, then, um, you know, maybe some of that acceptance can actually seep in. I think women fight it so much because it's so ingrained in our DNA that we have to eat lettuce to be this small. And only when we're this small will we ever be happy. And it's just not true. It's just not true. It's, it isn't true. It isn't true. And, and at the same time, if we're constantly bombarded by messages that that is true, right? How, do, how can a person start to love their bodies, Rachel? Because if externally, you know, even when I visit my mother, I love my mother so much. However, she's been indoctrinated into, even though she was born and grew up in Taiwan, indoctrin indoctrinated into this Western idea of how thin is in, right? And here's the crazy <laughs> part. We come from peasants where if you're thin, you starve to death. Yeah. The idea of affluence in, in my culture historically is to be more padded because that meant you had excess food. Mm -hmm. The peasants were the thin people because we didn't have enough food versus right. now is the, the exact opposite of it. You know, I mean, historically that is accurate in many cultures. And I think that the shift when we started having a class system and we started, you know, um, I mean, we could go back into history and, and do all this stuff, but we're not here to do that. Let's talk about, let me answer your question, which was, can you say it again, please? It's okay. It's okay. I, I went off on a tangent first because I was saying that it's hard, you know, when I visit my mother, right? She, mm -hmm. she'll make a comment if she thinks I've lost weight and that's a positive versus if she thinks I've gained weight and that's a negative, right? right. And because there's a lot of my mom's own dislike of her own body. So okay. if, if this was translated into Mandarin or any other languages, how would one start that path of self body love, Rachel? So two things, because you do have the external stuff going on. Like you said, your mom always feels like it's her place to comment on your body. You have to start a serious boundary with people in your life like that. And I have a few things that I tell you know, women in my life, clients in my life, just, you know, strangers, I'm happy to shout it from the rooftop, but my body is none of your business. And what, however that applies to you, yeah. you can say my body is not up for discussion. Mm -hmm. It's a harsh, it's a harsh boundary, but it needs to be said 
because I think so many people in the world feel like it's okay to comment on your physical body. And that does, I don't, and I don't mean just because of weight gain or weight loss. I mean, people always are commenting on, oh, you're so tall. You're so short. You're so, you're so this. And we have to start remembering that our physical body is just a part of us. It's not all of us and it's not everything that, that we come in. It's just our, it's our vessel. It's our package. So that's what I would start doing if you have people in your life. And then secondly, you probably may not be aware of how poorly you're speaking to yourself. And when I became aware of the things that I said to and about myself every single day, I realized that's really where the problem was. And I had to work very hard to change that um, to positive. And I had to be really kind to myself And I also, when I first started this journey 10 years ago, I had to be honest with myself and know that the things I was saying, I was probably not going to believe for some time. And I had to be okay with that because for 40 years, I spoke poorly about my body. I hated my body. I felt betrayed by my body. And so just to say, oh, I woke up one day and now I love myself is, uh, that's a lie. And it took a long time and it took diligence. I mean, I had to be, I had to think about it every day for a while. Yeah. It is definitely a muscle. It's a muscle we had to develop, isn't it, Rachel? And then, so when this amazing book that you wrote, who is it for? Who should be reading this book right now? The Donut Diaries. Who should be reading this? I hope eventually that every single woman reads it. And I'm not being silly or joking. I hope that my book, my message, not necessarily my book. I I don't care about the sales. It's more about I hope that every woman in the world can be free. And that means somebody who is 12 and someone who is 90. Because I've dealt with both ages and they still have body image issues. Oh yeah, that's a big one. I, I, I think for, I still remember my very first even trying to get fit and I had my one and only, what is it? The the person, the coach, fitness coach, right? And I never went back after, even though I bought like a three session thing because he felt it would be good for me to blow, blow out my muscles to the point I couldn't even lift my arms to wipe my nose. And I was like, this is not for me. Like, really? I mean, I wanted strength. And I understand there is a fatigue aspect. But literally, he fatigued my muscles. And I I have the second or third day buildup of lactic acid thing. So I don't feel it. I started to get achy that first day and then the second day. By the end of the second day, I I, I couldn't do I couldn't do this. I couldn't bring my yeah. arms up. And I was like, this is not for me. I, what would you say about fitness professionals? Male and female, right? Should they be reading your book? Oh, please, please, please. (laughs) Because, listen, I am a 20-year-plus veteran personal trainer, and I drank the Kool-Aid for a long, long time, so I get it. And now that I approach fitness with my clients in a 180-different direction, I still see trainers out there doing that. And there's, you know... I see a a male trainer every day doing that to his female clients. And if 
you start to un- listen, I get it. You got to make your money as a, and weight loss sells. I get it. I get it because that's why people come to a personal trainer initially, yeah. but it's got to be a healing on the fitness industry side. And it's got to be a healing on the client side. First, you have to believe that you're going to move your body and nourish your body and rest your body because you want to take care of your body as you age and be your best self. And then as a fitness professional, you have to kind of embrace that every person is built differently and not everyone has to be skinny and live on steamed chicken and broccoli for the rest of their life. Like, start to educate yourself and realize that someone is coming to you because like you said, you want to be able to reach up in a cupboard and grab, you know, the pasta or, you know, whatever is in your cupboard, as opposed to, I can't move my body until the next time I see you. What what purpose does that serve if you're training your body and you can't live your best life? That doesn't make any sense. Exactly. I love that. I love that. And and then, you know, even we started this conversation talking about how every person's individual in their needs, right, Rachel? I yeah. like yes. I only recently discovered through the human design aspect of it for myself, human design is just they look at your astrology and they give you some understandings of your makeup of who kind of how, what your structure and integral things you lean towards. Mm-hmm. And for me, I discovered, whoa, wait a minute. I'm a powerhouse for joy in this life, right? And I can't be bothered with meal planning. Like if I like something, I'm allowed to eat it every day until I don't like it. And then I can yep. move on to the next thing. And when I was given permission for that, literally, Rachel, this is what I eat every day. And some people, they, they kind of gasp, but I don't care. Like it really has served me. Every morning, I either have egg whites. Once a week, I have egg yolk in my egg white. I get these little cute pans where I make a little circle omelet thing. And then I have my Trader Joe's gluten-free muffins. And I eat that. And I have vegan butter because I can't have dairy anymore after my breast cancer. And that's my breakfast. And then lunch, I found these pre-flash frozen Japanese, and I'm sorry, Korean potato noodles. And they're just frozen little one-person portions. Yep. I the living daylights out of that. And I put some spicy sauce on there and some salt. <laughs> and that's my lunch. And then dinner, I found that I do better eating salad because I like my salad. But my salad mm. has like homemade hummus on it, all the veggies. I homemade meat. Um, was it uh, a homemade, some type of really yummy dressing my husband makes? Sesame, uh, uh, sunflower seeds, right? Uh-huh. The little glaze the balsamic glaze on that. I eat a giant plate of that and I'm totally happy because I don't have to think about meal planning. My kids are old enough. I don't have to make their food. They make their own dinners. So I eat that. And then if I eat it before six, I'm digested. I go to bed at 9, 30, 10 o'clock. I wake up the next, and I'm drinking tons of water and I'm drinking, um, I figured out I can get the, there's, like liquid hydration things that are all sugar-free. I even buy baby Pedialyte that is sugar-free. Mm-hmm. The, non, the non-sugar-free has dairy in it, which I didn't, I don't know if people know that. So I took a bottle of that every day. And then every morning, if I've been kind of steadfast in those choices and I don't snack like my sugar things because my kids have it. <laughs> if I stay away from that, 
I will lose two pounds every morning. The weight isn't what's important. I'd rather have muscle weight, honestly, Rachel. At the mm-hmm. same time, if I'm stressed, I know immediately. I once went to an event and I had gained 10 pounds from stress being trapped there for five mm-hmm. days. Right? So, and it took me, well, I'm 55 now. It took me until now to figure out, oh my gosh, I don't want people telling me. You know the lumen thing where you blow the breath thing and it tells you what you can and cannot eat, that kind of stuff? Uh-huh. It doesn't work for me. I try right. and follow the guidelines. I just gain weight. And I'm like, wait, I just want to get myself to a baseline. So then when I start to gain muscle weight, I know where where it needs to be. Correct? Yeah. I think that's so beautiful that you are sharing that story because, but listen, there is a little bit of research that you have to do to see what your body best responds to. I, I believe that 100%. I had to do that too. But now that I've done it, I literally am like you. I don't have to think about anything other than what am I pulling out of the freezer to defrost for dinner tonight? That is literally the only thought I give food. I honor my hunger. I honor my body. I know what foods work for me and don't work for me. And I make those choices when they arise. But because we are honestly, as a society, starving ourselves or we're on the other side of that where we just like don't even care and don't even want to hear it. Um, there's no, there's no, how do I say? I mean, we've literally lost trust in our bodies. Oh, bingo. Yeah. Bingo. I love that. I love, it should be like hashtag honor your body. People, we don't do that enough. We take it for granted a lot. Right. And, or we try and beat it into submission. We try and enforce it to eat foods that we're told. Because one of the things I've learned a lot through my energy healer is, you know, you muscle test foods and your body will tell you it, it wants it if it's good, if it serves it for its highest good. That's the thing. Versus, you know, for a while until I started doing a healing from my uh, childhood traumas, right? Mm-hmm. I would... I, if I stay up past a certain time audience, like seriously, I don't know who else has this problem. Rachel can be like, Jenny, I got a, pro- I got a solution for you. If I stay <laughs> up too late and anyone who understands anything about uh, f- uh, family systems, because there's parts of us trapped in, in childhood times, right? We're trying, and our healing is to, is to make ourselves whole. Yes. And there's still parts of me that I'm still trying to bring back to me, right? That are trapped in my trauma there's mo because my parents are peasants so we were sent back i was sent back with my brother to my grandparents when i was four and also my mom had a child care take care person babysit me who wasn't feeding me so i have like hunger <laughs> things that are related to trauma right my parents loved me they just didn't know not to leave me with people that would not take care of my needs right right so if i wait if i'm too up too late and my present me falls asleep because I've been up for hours. If my child part or a memory of a child part gets triggered, I will be snacking even though no, I'm not hungry. I will mm. feel this insatiable hunger from my childhood memories of not getting enough food. Right. Right. And so what I found is like if I eat on time and hydrate on time and get myself to bed on time, that part never wakes up to feel alone and wants to fill this hole. Yeah. That's amazing that you're 
on that path. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Right. How many of your clients have you found that you've had to work with them regarding that? Because being a, a person that works with people like that, right? You have to take into account. You do. But I mean, let me be very clear. I'm not a therapist and I'm not a nutritionist in any way, but what I do do is support you. And I walk next to you as you're healing. You know, I'm always like, and that's why I always tell fitness professionals, stop thinking that you have to do this all by yourself. Have a therapist, have a nutritionist on your (laughs) Rolodex, if you will. And don't be afraid to share that client with them because you're, you're creating a wholeness. Like if you think that you can do everything, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing a client a disservice. But I do believe that anyone can listen and anyone can support you. I do believe that um, when it comes to my clients and their realizations about things like that, oh, well, that's why I feel this way or that's why I treat food this way. I'm grateful for the breakthroughs because the more you do understand where it all started, that's when you can make the choice to move forward and move past that. Oh, I love that. I love that. And then, so I would love for us to um, end on answering this question, right? Because I, you know how you look back and you see the lessons that we were learning what is the one thing you would tell your younger self? Um, I would tell little Rachel that everything that you don't think you are, you are. You are beautiful. You are smart. You are funny. You are lovable. I would tell myself those because that's how I grew up, feeling the opposite of that. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming and sharing with the audience uh, kind of your special insights Uh, for the love of donuts all. Thank you so much, (laughs) audience. Go have a donut. (laughs) Go have a donut. Oh, and I'm so sorry. Rachel, what's the best way they can get in touch with you, the audience? Oh, thank you for asking. So Rachel Lavin Wellness across social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and my book is available, The Donut Diaries, on Amazon. Yes, get your copy. While you're there, get my book too, Dancing. Um, what's my book called? Outside in Recovery. Outside recovery. <laughs> I'll read that for you, Jenny. Oh, thank you. Yeah, read that for me, and then I'll read about Rachel's book. Donut. I wonder if we can do it like a like a special on Amazon if you buy both of our books or something. We should figure that out. Oh, yes, audience. In the meantime, though, make sure you go to Rachel's website, which will also be listed in the description of this episode. And remember, you always have access to my free online on-demand class under danceandheal.com. So you can do some cardiosomatic dance movement with me and an additional myofascial release of course, so you can start releasing the trauma. So then when you're working with someone like Rachel, who is understanding of how important self-love and self-acceptance is, you get the bang for your buck when you're working on yourself. Thank you so much, folks. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to Dance to Heal with Jenny C. Cohen. 
Come back next time to hear stories of recovery through movement and learn more ways that you can move your body. To work with me and continue your journey, visit OutsideInRecovery.com. Are you ready to move?